What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to the Just Effort Podcast. I'm Angelo. I'm your host. And we are bringing back today for episode 55, a great friend of ours. She is someone that I go to whenever I have leadership questions. She is such an awesome person. She's an awesome spirit. And back by popular demand, we have Anne Laguza. You guys loved her first episode about leadership that we brought her back because there were so many things that we didn't even get to touch on in the first episode. And I know how I know how much you guys loved it. And that wasn't even what we were planning to talk about, which was the craziest part. It turned out so well. So today we are bringing back Anne to share some of the details that we didn't get into for the first time, uh, such as her fitness journey, right? If you guys look at the cover of the picture, that's Anne, that's her. Like that's a, she's made a huge transformation. And what fascinates me, because this is uh, up until now, up until recently, I was like, there, there's gotta be some kind of correlation to success and business, right? Being able to manifest physical changes, there's gotta be some kind of correlation to that, to success, to winning in life, right? And I know it's, I guess, a little bit more abstract back in the day, but now you're seeing science proving all this, these things. And Anne is a living like story of that. And I loved how she transitioned from This is what I did in my fitness journey, and this is how it helped me in my business. This is how it accelerated my business, and this is how it accelerated my leadership. And that's why she is killing it right now. She is, her her business, The Works Consulting is, is killing. Guys, make sure you follow her on social media. I said it before and I'll say it again. Make sure you follow her on social media because she gives so many great, great free tips. Yes, free tips. <laughs> You're probably like, what do you mean? Like, yes, she, she gives so much free value. I'm surprised she's not charging us every time we listen to it. So make sure you follow her. Check out this episode. Enjoy it. Make sure you leave us a comment. Follow Anne. And I'm going to talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Friday. Today, I'm so excited to talk to you, and thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. I mm-hmm. loved our episode last time. It was so, so good. And one of the things that we totally forgot to talk about is the connection between leadership and health. And I feel like that is so important nowadays with so many more people being thoughtful and mindful around their health that we really need to talk about why it is so important, especially when you are a leader, someone that people look up to, um, because we always want to be putting our best foot forward and we always want to be helping others. So first, I think that you have a really interesting story about your own health journey. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? I don't mind at all. Um, okay, so about four years ago, I um, I actually was in a networking meeting, and this is kind of when you say this leadership and health thing, and it was so, I love how things work out sometimes because I didn't want to go to this meeting. I didn't really even love going out in public that much anymore, even though I do, I have a very public job. I was very uncomfortable with myself, and 
um, was trying to do, I didn't take a lot of pictures. I didn't do anything because I really felt so uncomfortable. And I did want to go to the meeting, but I went. And they happened to have a personal trainer come. He was an owner of the gym that he worked at. And he had been working with somebody else from our group. And he came just to talk to us about what it's like to think about health and about um, being <clears throat> either working your, in your own business or working for someone and how easy it is to get off track and all of that. So <clears throat> the thing that stuck out to me that he said over and over and over again is people kept saying things like, oh, you know, should I cut out bread? Should I stop eating peanut butter? You know, all that stuff. And he kept saying, well, it depends. It depends, you know, and he finally said, I'm not trying to be evasive. I just, it really does depend. Like everybody's situation is different and I can't say the one thing's going to be good for you. That's going to be good for someone else. And I, whatever it was about that moment, I was like, I got to go see this person. So it did take me, I looked at my calendar. It did take me almost two months to get there, by the way, but I went and I went for an assessment and I have to tell you it, it was literally, I mean, I could have think of a million other things I would, I would have rather walked across glass than go through that assessment <laughs> barefoot, by the way. <laughs> oh, not in like work boots. Okay. Yeah. It's not in like work boots. I had to clarify. Okay. Well, it why was, did you, you know, feel that way? Oh gosh. Cause he had me, you know, do some basic moves so he could see where my strengths were and where I wasn't strong. He had me walk up and down the gym. Oh my gosh. I was literally there in the only pair of pants that fit me at that point. I was so uncomfortable. I was just like, oh my gosh, is this over yet? It was horrible. <laughs> but he called me with a plan after that. And, and um, I just have to tell you this part. So I'm with a good friend of mine and he calls me and he gives me the rundown of what he recommends. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get off, get off the phone. I'll let you know. And he recommended I come to personal training three days a week and then mix in some classes for an hour each time. I get off the phone and I look at my friend and I'm like, is he crazy? Like I'm running a business. I don't have time to be in the gym three hours a week. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm so thankful for her. She's been such a great friend. She's been there in those moments when I need that voice of reason. And she was like, do you think you could do that for three months? And I'm like, okay, I think I could do it for three months. She's like, let's do it for three months and then let's see what happens. So, um, it was the best thing I've ever done. And I now four years out, I'm still training three days a week, an hour a day. I mean, hour each time with a different trainer now, but it, um, I lost 65 pounds in a year and it just started. And I wasn't even going like, he even asked me like, do you want to lose any weight? And I said, mm, I don't really even care about that. I just want to feel good. Right. But in my mind, the truth was I was thinking, 10 pounds would be good. Like if I could lose 10 pounds, I'd feel good about myself. I had no idea that I would have lost so much weight and it just started. It was just, it was not only working out obviously, but then it was train changing the way I eat and just making little shifts one after another. I mean, I think I shared the other day on Instagram, I started just with, he cut out my diet soda. Like what I used to be so addicted to diet Pepsi. And one day he just said, you know, have you had any diet Pepsi today? And I said, no, I haven't had it yet. And he's like, okay, do you think you could go for the day without it? And I was like, okay, you know, I think I could make that happen. And then that became like a thing. Every time he saw me, he's like, well, can you just go a little bit longer? Can you go a little bit longer? And then I haven't had any soda in four years. Well, a little, little over three years, really, because when he cut it out. But the thing that like, I didn't really count on that, that, so it's one thing to cut out diet soda, but then I'm not driving through a drive-through every single day and going, hmm, French fries, onion rings breakfast burrito, you know, what else do I need on the menu all of a sudden? 
So it was just these little shifts that um, he made in my diet and then obviously working out. And then once it's like, I don't, I, I, I think most people feel this way, but it's sort of like once you start having the feeling of like, oh my gosh, I feel better and I feel healthier and I feel more confident. And as we're going to talk about in terms of my job, a lot of things got better. Um, it just started snowballing. And then a year later, there I was. And I was like, I can't, I can't even believe it. And I've still kept the weight off. So it's been four years now. That's so, so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Now, if you can quickly kind of paint us the picture, paint the listeners, paint us a picture of what did your business look like when you were like, oh, I don't have time for that. And what did it look like maybe a year after or whenever you started really feeling results? Can you compare and contrast it to? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Because just my level of confidence shot up when I felt better about myself. And, and I always, when I tell the story to people, I'm like, I don't care what size someone is it's about the confidence level, right? So my confidence level shot up because I just felt better. And I also had so much more energy. Like I woke up in the morning, feel energized, right? And I'm fueling my body well, and I just feel so much better. I felt like I had so much more time. So even though I will say that I felt like my business was successful then, not only did I feel like I got more successful, but I felt like I got successful in the right way. Like I felt like I suddenly could stand up for myself and say no to the things I should have been saying no to and, and really seeking out those opportunities that were the right ones for me. And I, I think that was one of the biggest shifts. That's so awesome. I feel like a huge component of any transformation is that confidence factor. Like it's yeah. amazing what you can achieve when you believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, something I didn't count on and, and I still deal with this today when people are like, oh, how'd you lose the weight? We, they always go to the food, right? Oh, so did you give up bread or whatever? And I'm like, you know, the food was one thing and the working out was one thing, but the whole emotional shift that I had was something I did not count on at all. Like I, I had no idea how, what emotional sort of roller coaster it was. And then that confidence piece that was going to come out of it. I just, I would have already described myself as confident um, externally, I think internally, I was very insecure and uncomfortable with myself. But then after that, oh my gosh, just the difference. It's tremendous. So if you can, if you don't mind me asking, if you can touch on a little bit more on that emotional connection, um, was it, you know, food, was it, you know, obviously the confidence was in there, but I think, I think that would be super interesting for people to hear because you don't hear it too much out there like your emotional connection to food like what do you mean i don't cry when i eat french fries so like sometimes but not not every day <laughs> out of joy <laughs> out of joy <laughs> um you know it's funny because i it's funny you say that because i first of all didn't really know i was like a super emotional eater but i definitely was so when things would be really difficult or hard or even good sometimes it was always like oh celebrate let's go eat right and it was always around food and to have that removed so to make a choice because I, I really had to make a choice and stick to that commitment to myself to say you know what i'm not going to do that then you have to deal with all those emotions. So you deal with, I mean, the joy part's easy, but the crying or the sadness, I mean, I did cry a lot. I cried a lot, I think, just because it felt so weird. Like it just felt so, I don't even know how to explain. It was such an out-of-body experience to like have this transformation happening um, and just seeing how, how I felt differently in the world and then what it felt like people reacting to me differently. But I was also, I'm sure, a part of that. But um, yeah, it's just so, it's such an emotional piece, I think, to remove that aspect of, you know what, this is really frustrating right now, and I'm not going to go eat a bag of Doritos. 
I mean, I have to tell you this. There was this one day, I'll never forget this. My trainer's like, so, you know, how was your diet yesterday? And this was in the beginning. No lie, you guys. This is what I said to him. Let's see. I had Taco Bell, which was like a burrito supreme and a taco. I had Kentucky fried chicken, which if you don't know what that is, but it's fried chicken. And I had a whole box of those Jojo cookies or whatever from Trader Joe's, which is equivalent to like an Oreo cookie. I ate like a whole box of those. I was like, that's what I had yesterday. And it was so good because, you know, I think his face could have been like, are you kidding me? But instead he goes, isn't Taco Bell amazing? <laughs> That's my kind of trainer. We would get along. I know because he didn't shame me. He didn't make me feel bad. And I'm sure in his head he was like, that was like 10,000 calories she just ate yesterday, you know? But yeah. That's kind of where we were, but I, so that knowing that I couldn't do that, knowing that, Hey, you know what? You're not gonna, you're not gonna opt. You're not going to go for the easy way out. I'm going to be prepared every day. I'm going to be prepared for when I'm hungry. I'm going to be prepared for those moments when I might want to just snack, but I'm not going to go drive through somewhere and grab something that's super unhealthy for me. So. So then how did you end up taking some of these learnings and some of these like major shifts in your mindset and the way that you deal with things and translate it into your work? Because I'm sure that it can feel like to a lot of people, those things are completely separate. Like what I do in my personal time has nothing to do with what I do in my business time, but I feel like it is connected. It's so interwoven. How do you take those learnings from one and implement it into the other? Yeah, it's so connected. So <clears throat> I will say that, but when all this started, I literally uh, felt like I was gonna die. Like my dad had had heart problems. No one else in my family has, thank goodness. But I literally would go to sleep and pray that I would wake up. I mean, that was honestly what I would do every day. And every day I would wake up, I'd be like, oh my God, I woke up again, right? So I was really like very, just all this fear was running through me. And, I, and so when I made my transformation, how it impacted my business was, I mean, kind of like I mentioned, the confidence was huge that I felt like I had like my second chance to like do something maybe even more important than what I was doing. So I really reevaluated what I was focusing on, not even just client wise, but just in terms of my business. And that's where I really shifted more towards the leadership development side because it's something I was really passionate about. I felt like I got my voice back, like I could say what I wanted to do and not be feel I always sort of felt like I had to make excuses for myself because I felt so uncomfortable physically. Like, and I, it's so weird. I was getting really big, but I was so small internally. And then I finally felt like I could be big out external and then smaller, you know, <laughs> I mean, I felt like, I guess internally, I felt like I could get bigger and just be able to speak up. And I just, I can't, it's so fascinating because I just felt like I really, I just got more control over my life, my business, or being the leader of my team. I made some hiring decisions on my team that I needed to do because I felt more confident and then that grew my business. So I just really, yeah, I just think of all the things, you know, just from getting more organized, just feeling more confident, just taking the steps that I needed to take to make sure my life was my life. And of course we have to work or many of us have to work and I love what I do, but making sure I really, really love it. Yeah, I feel like what you're saying is you just became really purposeful with all of your actions, really intentional. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it definitely, you know, I've never, thank goodness, ever really had a life or death experience. But I mean, that was the most I've ever had is just that really fear every single night that I wouldn't wake up. And so when I felt like I got that chance, and who knows, right? I mean, who knows if it really changed, you know, but but it feels that way. I mean, it definitely feels better. So I just felt like I didn't want to waste that opportunity that I got. 
to do it, to do something differently and, and better. Yeah. So how, like, in what other ways has being intentional with your fitness and your approach to your health, not just changed, you know, obviously your life, but also your business, what other ways has it uh, improved or what other areas has it, has it helped with? I mean, I think, well, so <clears throat> I definitely will say, I mean, I think it just helps everything, but I say, I think related to business, I would say, I mean, and I think this with leaders that I know that focus a lot on fitness and ones that don't and whatever, again, that fitness means for them, but is, you know, I feel like most people are under a tremendous amount of stress. And when you have some good fitness, um, habits as well as eating habits, it helps you get through those times better and maybe in a more healthy way. And maybe you don't get sick or you don't have as much downtime. Um, so I think that's been really helpful. I think that, um, you know, having the ability to see more clearly has just really helped my team be stronger because I'm not so, I, I, it's like, it's almost like the noise of being unfit, if you will, was so loud in my head, it was crowding out my leadership vision. So I feel like it's really allowed me to have that, a more space for my leadership vision because um, I'm not so focused on it. And it's, it's funny, I'll just share kind of this current time we're going through right now where everybody's sort of working remotely. And I've heard <clears throat> so many people talk about how hard it is to be at home because of snacking. And what's funny is that that is not an issue for me at all because this, I was working from home when I lost all the weight. So it was, it was almost like I went right back to autopilot. Like, Oh, I know exactly what I do. I know exactly when I eat. I know what I eat. I know how to eat. It's actually easier for me than having to navigate going out because that's hard. That's harder for me. But um, it's so funny. I just noticed that the other day. I thought, God, everybody keeps talking about how hard it is to work from home and the eating. And I'm like, I'm not having any problems with that at all. But it's because my, it's almost like I remember it. It was the habit that I was in for 12 months. So it, I just went right back to that habit. So, yeah. So I think it's really made a big, uh, just so many, I mean, I will just even say financially, my business grew tremendously too. So I feel like that means that, um, you know, one, I was putting my attention in the right place, but also like I felt confident enough to like raise prices and just things like that, that you just don't think would be even tied to that. If you'd said to me, oh man, you're going to go lose 65 pounds and you're going to feel like you can raise your prices and be a little bit better at choosing your clients. And I would have said, those aren't tied together, you know, <laughs> but they are. That's really cool. And, and I think that, I think that we, we overcomplicate things too much. Yeah. You know, we like to, I, I like to say, we like to put labels on things that like, this is how this works. And it, it's all for the sake of creating structure so that we understand it in our own minds. Mm -hmm. When you really break it down to, to the truth, all these different areas in our life is connected. Like if I'm having um, health issues, God forbid, right? Like if I'm, if I'm having health issues, it will affect my ability to lead. It will, yes. will affect my business, mm -hmm. it will affect my relationships. And there's like these, you know, these factors that were like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I don't got to worry about my fitness right now because I'm so caught up in my business. So like you said you work out three days a week, correct? With a trainer, yeah. With a train. Okay, with a trainer. So how yeah. about the other four days? So think? I usually work out, try to work out at least one other day. Um, I do, I cycle, so I'm a road cyclist, so I do that. Um, and then I usually work in like more of a, like a casual walk on one of the other days. Good. Good. Yeah. So like at this point, and, and I, I'd like to hear um, both of your opinions on this. At this point, I look at my personal fitness 
as more of a therapeutic experience. Like if I don't get my workout in, if I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be like a weightlifting thing, right? Like now being at home, I have to use more cables and bands and more body weight stuff, which is great just to create the sweat. But if I don't have that in my structure or routine, I'm cranky. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like my wife told me earlier, she's like, one, either you didn't eat yet or two, like you didn't work out. Like, so which one is it? I'm like, both. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how, how, how is that? Like, uh, how important is that in your routine? It's so important. And you know what I think it, it ties back to leadership too. It's a commitment. It's like a commitment I made to myself and it's something I keep no matter what. I mean, that is an appointment on my calendar that just never moves. I mean, it's gotta be that I'm out of town. And then if I'm going out of town, the first thing I do is I get to the hotel I take a video of the gym, I send it to my trainer and he sends me the workout that I'm going to do while I'm there. Like I'm that committed. It's to me, it's like a commitment to myself and it's a commitment. It's something that I have to keep. And then I feel like that goes throughout my business, right? Cause that shows that I can make, I can make commitments. I can stick to commitments and I can um, demonstrate that in my work, work environment as well. But yeah, it's so important. I, I get very, so I've shared, I know Renata, I've shared her, with her when we, when the gym had to close because of everything that we're going through. I mean, that was, I, everything up till that point, I was like, okay, okay. Right. Okay. I can stay for at home. Okay. I got all this stuff. Then my trainer has to call me and tell me I can't go. I cried. Like I, I had to cancel an appointment. I just, I was like, I literally almost went immediately into depression. Cause I went like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, this has been something I've been relying on for a long time now, even though I've changed trainers, I, it's been something that's really important to me. And how do I keep it going? How am I going to keep it going? How am I going to stay fit? How am I going to make sure that I don't lose the routine? So that became, that is where all my focus went. I didn't cry for very long, but <laughs> then I shifted and I was like, okay, solution mode, right? I got to get, I got to figure out. So then I'm like, called my trainer. Okay. So can you give me a workout schedule? Absolutely. They let me borrow some equipment from the gym. You know, what else do I have at home already? Um, you know, there's a ton of online workouts now. So I'm doing, I've got a routine again. I've just shifted into a completely new routine because it's so important. Uh, I, I almost imagined you were like banging at the doors, like full face <laughs> mask, fully covered, like, just let me in. I swear I'll be quick. 45 minutes. I'll be done in 45 minutes. Let me in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't you make an exception for me? <laughs> I got my pass right here. Scan it through the glass. Scan it through the glass. That's fine. But I think that's so true because I think for a lot of people, including myself, there are healthy ways to cope with situations. And definitely for me, I felt like, you know, when I have that ability to exercise and to sweat it out, it helps to relieve that stress. It helps to take some of that pressure off. And then when you know that that is your coping mechanism and that's taken away from you, that's when like the real mental challenge occurs. That's when you really have to take everything that you've learned from all of those workouts that you've done every day. When you got to that, you know, that ninth rep for a full set of 10 and you're like, I don't know if I can keep going. And when you pull, like you dig deep and you pull through and you get that last rep in. And I feel like that's what you then have to do mentally. So you have to find a way. And I love that you talk about that because not only does that apply to 
your workout, but it applies to literally everything that you have going on in your life. So whether it be, you know, you know, challenges you have at home or challenges you have in the workplace, being able to find that next, just little tiny bit more strength to be able to keep going. I feel like that's what fitness is able to show you in a physical way so that mentally you get tougher, you have more discipline to be able to keep going. I totally agree. It's like you learn this, uh, it's like a resilience I feel like that I have. Like I know, like even, you know, like now where things are challenging or even when people talked about 2008 when the economy was really tough, it's like, I know I can get through. I have, because I, because of that, it's, it is that interesting connect, connection. It's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get through. I might have to get creative. I might have to figure something out, but I can do it because my physical, the physical challenge just reminds you of that when you're able to dig deep and pull through. It's like, okay, I can make it through that. I can do this. I can definitely do this. Yes. I always say that like workout, working out or fitness is strengthening your mental muscle more than anything. And, and I love that too, because I think it's really important for leaders right now with these challenging times going on with with all of the zoom calls and all of the employees asking questions and the worry about laying people off or furlough or whatever it is, fitness could absolutely fall by the wayside. And it's just important to have that reminder that sometimes you need to have that healthy coping mechanism so that you're able to then pull like to, to pour more of your problem solving abilities to pour more of your leadership qualities back into your team, back into your business so that you can keep going. Yeah, I agree completely. So important. And I I do, I think that it is, yeah, I'm curious, you know, it's funny. I know a lot of people have been talking about how everyone's out walking around and doing things. And I'm curious to see if that keeps up for however long this goes on for, because that would be one of the best things that I would see come out of this is that people get more fit um, cause they will notice a difference in their lives and in managing others and in leading teams. And even just if they don't even lead a team, if they're just an, em- I don't want to say just an employee, but an employee who it becomes sort of a role model to other employees. You just, the, it's very hard to explain in a way if you haven't been there sort of, I mean, it almost sounds cult like, like what is this thing? But it is so true. It's just so true how much better people feel in the amount of energy and stamina and all of that, the clarity. Yeah. And I think you bring up such a great point because like we may be using the word leaders or leadership, but everybody leads, everybody has influence, like whether it be in the workplace, people still pick up on your behaviors, you know, even if it is virtually or remotely at this time, when you're at home, your partner, your spouse, your kids still look to you for an example of how to carry on. And when you can get yourself together and sometimes just, you know, be aware of how much you need fitness to, to really ground you in life right now, that can be a huge door opening up for other people so that they know, you know, how, this, is, this is the light that we can continue to move towards. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Let me ask you this then. If there are leaders out there right now that are like, you know what, I have been neglecting my health and I know... I know that it can help me moving forward. I know it's going to help my team. It's going to help my business. It's going to help me personally and professionally. What one piece of advice would you give them for getting started? 
Oh my gosh. Oh, that's such a great, well, I mean, first I think I do, I, well, you know what? I mean, for me, I guess I can only share my experiences. I think it's important to have somebody that you're accountable to and, and whether it is a trainer or it's like my good friend who literally said, try this for three months and then call me. And I did, I literally called her after 90 days and I'm like, okay, so I'm really liking it. (laughs) She's like, okay, great. Let's do it for another 90 days, you know? And then we didn't have to have that conversation anymore. But, um, but I think it's good to find somebody who really will hold you accountable and not somebody who's going to make you feel badly about yourself, but that is going to help remind you how important it is to work out and ask you questions. And, um, and I think, I mean, I do, I do think there's something to be said about trying to eliminate, um, something, you know, that you see that maybe would be, um, that's not as, I hate to say bad because it's such, I, I hate to do that bad, good thing, but maybe it's not as helpful. Like for me, it was the diet Pepsi, but I know that I tried to do it before and it was very difficult for me. So it just, sometimes it has to be the right time. So maybe an accountability partner, uh, eliminate something out of your, whether it be your routine or your diet or something like that, that you could shift or change, or maybe it's even add something. Maybe that's a better way to look at it. And I think just have a lot of patience with yourself because it is a long process. I, I've often said, um, I'm still really good friends with my first trainer today. And I've often said, you know, if you told me it would be a year, I would have quit. And he was like, what? Like a year is not that long to lose 65 pounds. Like that's a really good way to go. And, um, but I just, there's no way I just would have been like, see ya, I'm out of here. So I think you have to be, (laughs) yeah, I'm very impatient. But now I tell people all the time, oh, be patient. It takes time because it does. And it's, it's a, it is a definitely one of those marathon opportunities and the, and the, the sacrifices, if you want to call them that, they didn't really even feel like that for me that I made for a year have paid off so much farther down the line and to where I feel like it's just really a habit and a routine part of my life now. It's not something that I have to consciously even think about really in terms of what do I want to eat or how to, or what, what do I do? I mean, I did have to think about what I was going to do to add to my workout, but, but I figured it out. You know, I have I, right away, as soon as I get over the, oh gosh, I'm not gonna be able to work with my trainer. I came up with, okay, get a plan in place, you know, get some equipment. What do you do? So I think that, that, that accountability and then maybe adding something into your life that would be helpful um, to shift things would be really good. You know, I, I don't think I got to ask you this question and I just remembered it right now on our first episode. And if I did, I, I'd like for you to repeat it. I don't think I did, but um, with the clients and the leaders that you work with, is there a pattern of the, your most favorite clients that you enjoy working with those guys or gals actually work out versus the ones that don't work out? And how is the, how how different are their performances? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Okay, so right away when you said that, I thought of my top two favorite clients definitely both work out. Oh, okay. They, they work out a lot. One of them stopped working out, had gained a lot of weight, and she's, she recently lost, I, gosh, I, I think she's at like 50 pounds or something. She, she looks and feels amazing. And the other one definitely works out a lot. I was just trying to think of overall, but, but I mean, in terms of, I'll just use those two in terms of their, I mean, they're, they're both very successful and um, one of them runs a company, one of them works in a company, um, but they're both very, very successful at what they do. And they, um, 
they're definitely people like they have qualities that I admire and things that I, I learn from them all the time. That's super fascinating. Like I'm going to have to really think about like all my clients, you know, I know somebody I'm coaching right now. She's one of, I love coaching her and she's, she's does a lot of um, triathlons and marathons and same, like she's also, you know, very, very successful in her role and very fit. So that's a great question. I'm going to have to really look at that now. I love that. Thank you. And, and the reason yeah. I asked that is because, are you familiar with Tom Bilyeu? Yes. The impact Theory? He yes. mentioned it. I forgot which podcast it was, but he mentioned that when he sees someone who may be a leader or a business owner and they're fit, he can automatically, in a sense, tell like, oh, this person is serious or this person knows what they're doing or this person is successful. And, you know, maybe going back to what you mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, the confidence right? Because when you work out and you look good and you feel good and you got a fresh haircut, you just carry yourself different, right? So, and, and it, it translates really well into business. And I mean, a great example is when I was a cop, I was always aware of how my uniform looked. Yes, in the academy, everything had to be, you know, shine and spiffy and the badge had to be perfectly aligned and your belt and all these things. But that was a direct correlation of how well I took care of myself. And, you know, if you show up to work and you have crumbs on your shirt and your badge is off and your name tag is off and your shoes aren't shined, it just shows that you're not taking care of yourself and you're not like serious about what you do. So, you know, there's that level of TLC where by your appearance, people can tell like, oh, she's serious. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's so true how that there's, I mean, I know there's a lot of studies on the whole, you know, effective leaders and obviously if they are more physically fit and eating well and that kind of thing. And um, it's just so fascinating to me because I do, I totally agree with you. I think it makes such a difference. You know, I told you I'm a road cyclist and what I've always found fascinating about that sport, if you will, when I was sort of learning how to do it is that so many people are overweight that do it. <laughs> And it's fascinating to me, but like every ride is around getting donuts. Like every ride is around stopping to eat. And I still remember many rides I would do. I'd be on like a, you know, whatever, a 30 mile ride and it's all around the food and then everybody sits and they eat for like an hour and they're eating like cinnamon rolls and then coffees with whipped cream. And, um, and I finally was like, this doesn't seem like it works out. I mean, I might be at a break even by the time I get home, but that's not exactly what I want to be at. So I, I finally, um, that was actually my, really my first attempt at sort of starting to lose weight. That was, gosh, yeah. I don't know when that was, maybe 2007. I rode my bicycle from San Francisco to LA for the Arthritis Foundation. And yeah. it was over 570 miles in eight days. And I did lose a lot of weight to do that, but I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't have like the long-term commitment to it. So once the ride was over, um, I came home and it, I just put my bicycle away and then I kind of stopped doing all the training and everything I was doing. It took, I trained for it for six months so I could ride. I still wasn't even as good a shape as I could have been, but I was definitely in better shape than I had been. And then I just gained all that weight back plus. And, um, so it was interesting. It was like, I was committed to that event, but I hadn't, I hadn't really made long-term changes in my life to really live a different way long-term. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have, I have two final questions for you. One, um, is that bicycle, is the, the riding club where you guys get donuts? Are you guys still accepting applications? Because 
<laughs> I may know a guy or someone that is a fan of donuts. Oh my gosh, why are you talking about me? That's so rude. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm getting my application in first. <laughs> I get you know my what? own donuts. I don't ride with them anymore. I have a much better riding partner now. Now we do still stop for food, but she makes sure we eat something healthy <laughs> or healthy-ish. At least we're not eating that much garbage. <laughs> we still come home in a calorie deficit. How about that? <laughs> hey, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I think you, you, yeah, we're laughing about it and having a good time, but I think you bring up a really good point on um, just like your ride from SF down to LA. It's a long-term game. The commitment is a long-term thing that you just have to put time into. Your fitness took a year. You know, it took you the first 90 days and then another 90 days to really see like, oh, this is for me. So a lot of people will just be like, all right, I'm going to CrossFit for 30 days and I'll lose my weight and then I'll go back to normal. It's not like that because it really is about changing your habits, changing your lifestyle and changing a lot of different things that were holding you back. And there's all the, again, it's all connected, right? But it is a long game. So you have to be willing to, you know, especially for the people just starting to get to work out or even just starting to uh, go outside for walks. That's okay. That is great. At the very least, you have started. Yes. You know, and, and that is something that I'm glad that you touched on because just like that, like you rode from freaking, you, you rode the coast. And <laughs> even then you're like, yeah, after that, I'm kind of done. Right. Because you, you have to make it sustainable. You have to make it a lifestyle thing. And secondly, if people haven't already connected with you, how can our audience connect with you and learn more about what you do and your leadership and all that kind of stuff? Oh my gosh, I would love it. So um, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn with my name at Ann Laguza. And I um, also am on Facebook under my business, which is the Works, the Works Consulting is the name of my business, but we're at the Works HR. And uh, I also, of course, have a website, theworksconsulting.com. But, you know, in, on my social channels, I try to put up as much relevant content on a regular basis to help leaders be better at what they do um, and just try to give as much help as I can because I feel like there's such an opportunity for leaders to grow out there. And um, I want to try to be a part of that. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean seriously, guys, uh, everyone listening right now, make sure you go follow Anne because the value and the content that she puts out on her social media is like top notch. Like you usually have to pay to get that kind of stuff. And I'm not just saying that cause you're obviously a guest, but um, there's a reason why you're back for a second episode. You know, there's, there's a reason why we want you to come back and you know, you're just so, I, I feel like I can ask you anything and you just be like, you know, usually I'd probably charge for that, but you know, eh, whatever, right. It's good. <laughs> and that's just how open you are and you're so giving and, and that's, it really shows in the content that you put out on Instagram. There's a lot of tangible tips that you've put in there. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I mean, I'm like, this is free. I feel like I'm stealing right now. Like, what's your PayPal? Let me send you like some money or something. <laughs> you can Venmo me anytime you exactly. want. <laughs> like, hey, 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 slow down. I'm not saying you don't have <laughs> I'm going to start to pin that on my stories. <laughs> Exactly. Well, uh, and thank you so much for coming back for a second episode. These are always so much fun. Um, before we started recording, we were all just laughing and it just, yes, it's Friday, but we are just having such a great time. Just, you know, building relationships, having, having some good times and laughs with each other. And it's always a pleasure having you on the show. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.